On this episode of Dealcasters, we have a special guest that explores this massive market of live shopping and the various ways to approach it. This is an interview that Jim and I had on another show that Jim co-hosts called The Tim and Jim Show, but we believe this show would also add tremendous value to you, the Dealcasters audience. On this interview, we discuss the three main buckets of live shopping, including social media, marketplace, and more importantly, your own website, and how you having your website can give you more control in a live shopping experience and control over your audience and content creator legacy. And we also talked about the need for good technology in order to have a seamless live shopping experience. Our guest, Nico, who's the co-founder of eStreamly, has come up with a SaaS solution that allows you as a business to live sell from your own domain, whether you're using Shopify, WooCommerce, BigCommerce, or some of the other uh, live selling platforms that uh, tie into websites. This has become extremely critical for you as a seller because now you can actually engage with your audience on your land and keep those customers loyal to you. We also discussed how China has really been the driver of this multi-billion dollar industry that is now starting to take hold in the U.S., yeah, and finally, we discussed this shoppable video aspect of eStreamly and how it offers a way for us as content creators to protect your brand and ensure your control, like I had mentioned before. So we're really, really super glad to be able to share this interview with you. Uh, please welcome the interview here with the co-founder of eStreamly, Nicholas Bayash. Really excited today. Uh, we've got um, my friend uh, Nicholas here, who actually lives like in Marietta, like we've actually had coffee in person at a Starbucks, learned about uh, his amazing product, eStreamly, because today we're going to talk about how you can you know, bring live selling, or like we like to say, live solving into your business, because it's not just about Amazon, right? There are so many opportunities, you know, Nicholas and I have been talking about doing some collaboration on some some projects. And so i uh, really excited to have Nicholas on. I was on their uh, podcast recently. He's traveling all over, so I'm glad he had the time to do this. I know you've got some uh, conferences coming up you're going to be traveling to. But uh, but yeah, so let's uh, let's get started. And uh, so, so Nicholas, uh, tell us about yourself. You know, really want to want to learn about uh, how this journey started for you. Yeah, for, first of all, I kind of want to really thank you. I think uh, super, super excited to be here. Hi, everyone. My name is uh, Nico. I'm the co-founder of eStreamly. As you can hear, I'm not from Alabama. Uh, my accent is very strong, I know. Uh, originally from France, uh, been uh, here in the U.S. for the last, what, 11 years, and uh, really got a chance to to work uh, with big company, very small companies uh, across, you know, many different uh, spectrum of products. And really what got me started is um, I come from a family of entrepreneurs. My parents were uh, fishmongers. So when I was very young, early on, I was the end on the ice selling fish uh, underneath the farmer's market. And uh, first of all, uh, my old generation, all the family, uh, all the folks in the family are all were in the fish industry. And, you know, I'm not a kind of guy that can stay the end on the ice all day long. So the, the cold is really not something for me. So I wanted to get out of this. 
uh, which I did. Uh, but I did learn to sell uh, and the power of selling in person. And that's really where it started for me because, you know, in farmer's markets, and every colleague that you know that have worked on a farmer's market, if, if you know any, will tell you the same thing. Like when it's the owner that sells the product um, uh, versus, you know, an apprentice or an employee or anything, you sell twice as more. And, and why is that? It's because the, the owner know the product by art. He know the customer. He love his product. He's passionate about it. He's been doing it for years. Um, not saying that the apprentice or someone else can't sell the product as well, but that passion, um, it's very unique. Uh, it's a feeling, right? And so you can only get that once you are uh, in a show like this or when you are in a face-to-face and you have an engagement and you in a conversation. And I always track with my mind, I had a, once I, well, I left the, the family nest, uh, I ended up traveling across the world and, and, and worked for many companies um, uh, in the fair trade and, and organic movement, um, but always uh, on the selling side and selling to CPG, selling to, um, you know, uh, the B2B, farmer, um, you know, uh, supermarkets and all that. And, and really, it's, you know, when I went through the pandemic and I, I was seeing all those really amazing products trying to get to market. And then, you know, I was working with big, big brands that produce beverages that you probably know of and, and meat company and all that. And at the same time, I was seeing the passion that those guys had. And, and right now in retail, it's kind of, a, it's very difficult to get in retail. So what people are doing, they go online. But online, if, you, if you're not like a marketing expert, and, you know, I'm not a marketing expert and it's very difficult for me. If you're not a marketing expert and know how to play with pictures and, and social commerce and all that, it's very difficult to create a name for you. And so I was like, how, how do we bring people at the center of e-com? There must be a way of doing that. Um, and I met my partner, Smita. She's also in Atlanta. Shout out for her. Um, and she had this passion about, you know, how do we use technology to serve people? Um, and then that's, that's how we, we started to, to investigate. We looked at blockchain. We looked at VR, AR. We looked at camera 360, always from an angle of having a product and the economic was not working for us. And then one day she said, hey, I saw this thing in China going on. It's live streaming and I know about live streaming. I think I can do something. And then in about two weeks, we got a, a really barely working prototype, but it was like functionally, functionable. And we say, hey, this sounds to be a thing. And so let's do it. And we've been building since and it's been an amazing journey. And there's nothing that excites me more than seeing someone like an entrepreneur or, or even a host that is passionate about his audience, passionate about the, the, the product he's going to present, having a, a, a true engagement about why they're here and um, what his product is about and why is it different. Um, that, that is really fascinating to me. And, and I'm, I'm really glad I did that because I, uh, you know, it's, it's been a joy since it's been a lot of work and, and effort, but it's, it's, it's really fascinating to, to enable people to become the center of e-com. Uh, and that's what I think live, live commerce, video commerce is about. Wow, wow. what an amazing story. And so, it, you know, it, it sounds like the idea was birthed through the pandemic, right? So how, how old is Eastreamly? How long have you, have, would you say, you know, it originated, uh, you know, only a few years? Yeah, so, so Eastreamly, we started to think about how bringing people at the center of commerce in 2018 and really extremely itself. Uh, we started in 2020, December 2020 by putting the thing together. 
Uh, but that's that's when we stumble into live streaming. Because um, I think we we have to be honest with, you know, te- technology is great, but it's not always ready for prime time for everything, right? Like you mm-hmm. think blockchain, you think, you know, those are great technology. You can do a lot of things, but you have to have adoption. You have to be easy to use. Uh, and, you know, not everyone has, you know, 5G or 4G or anything. And so you have to find that technology like VR, for instance, you can do amazing thing with VR. But who has a headset? Who has the technology that do that? And 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 so in, in some ways, like how do you um, how do you compensate for you know mass versus quality? And I think live stream is right at that point right now, where you know the infrastructure is built in the U.S. People have bandwidth, they have phones, they have access to data, um, and uh, you know payment is getting better. There's a lot of touching point that makes I think it work now. Then you know, five years from now, maybe ten years from now, will will be really poor experience. So, yeah, and and you bring up an interesting point, and I know Nick, you know Nicholas, we've talked a lot about this. Uh, China, right? You brought that up. China is a multi-billion-dollar live shopping industry. You got, you know, these very young people that are literally making millions of dollars being live sellers, yeah. and they've got. These fans, and it's kind of like if you know, if I were to tell them, "Hey, you know, you need to buy this uh, this this cloud uh, lifter from cloud," they'd be like, "Oh, okay." Well, Jim said I need to buy it, so I'm going to go get it because I need it. But why do you think it's taken longer for it to you know really catch on here in the U.S.? Is it is it because of the technology? Is it because we still like to go out to stores, which I think a lot of us have gotten over that. Uh, maybe the last three years have helped. Um, what, what do you really think it is that, you know, where you see that this is going to become a bigger thing? Because I know Amazon's been doing it. You know, Chris and I have been on there. Um, and, and you know, it, I think they're continuing to push that. But it's kind of like in the other retailers are maybe starting to stick their toe in the water a little bit. But they're like, how do we make this work? Yeah, so I, I love this question. Uh, and first of all, you know, for for context, for people that, I'm not aware of. I'm, you know, I'm sure your audience is really well well versed with that. But, you know, live stream in China is just this gigantic, powerful, you know, roller coaster. That when you start showing something, you know, people are talking about conversion rate in the 50, 60 percent. You know, conversion rate of 50, 60 percent is crazy. Like one in two people are buying something. Um, but more interestingly is that it's kind of like you know people are talking about that uh, endless aisle. I think that's what you can get with with really live streaming, right? Because there's a guy who was able to sell for $1.7 billion of product in a 12-hour live stream back in October. When you think about like 2021, so when you think about it, um, to give you a, a sense of scale, 1.7 billion Macy's, the biggest Macy's store in in, um, in New York and Fifth Avenue, I think it is, they sell for 1.3 a year, right? This guy in 12 hours sell for 1.7 so think about the mass, you know, that you can you can actually move through live stream. Now, you know, not everyone is going to sell that 1.7. And I mean, like we wish, we all wish we could do that because then it will be just 12 hours and then I'm done. I'm going to vacation, Just a guys. little bit. Just, just a portion <laughs> of that actually would be okay. That would be great. But, but the reality is this, right? Um, China has been doing it for almost six years now, six, seven years down there, seven years. Um, it's 20% of the e-com. They are really investing in it, right? So I think it's um, uh, it's a it's a it's a shoe brand, and I can't remember the name, but 
I think they are tw- uh, they are streaming 12 hours a day uh every day and they have 160 uh people just working on that and on the streaming right on the strategy and it's 50% of all their sales in China uh and that's a massive company but think about the scale right like 150 people that's that you know you, you could think it's a lot of people, but it's not that many either because like at this, the scale of whole China, and this is like a huge brand, it's, it's not that many also. So it's very profitable for those brands to, to do that. Why is it not the same in the US? I think there's really a multiple factor for it. First, um, in the US, uh, we are very much spoiled by everything, right? We, uh, we, we try one thing, didn't work out, we move on, right? And, and the reality in China is like, they try until they get it. And they try, they try, they try, they stop. And, you know, it's, it's the much more the, a different mentality about the, 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 the pain is value to gain. And so I think they really are pushing always the boundary and pushing and pushing and pushing. So that's one thing. The other thing I think is the US market is very much, uh, a market that wants to be entertained. And, and a lot of content that we are seeing in the US is really much like, hey, look at my cup. You should buy my cup. It's the best cup on the earth. And it's blue and, uh, and actually has some white on it. And it's a great cup. Why don't you buy it? You know, it's like, okay, well, what's, what's in it for me? You know, like, where, where is the entertainment? Like, uh, where, where, why would I watch you? Uh, why, you know, this, so, so this is, this is uh, a second problem. So uh, the content itself is a problem. And I think, you know, we need to level up the content, make it entertaining, um, making about you, not about me. Um, like I love what you're saying always the time is like, it's about life solving. It's like, what's the problem you're solving? How can I solve it for you? Is it really the solution? Do you really need that cup? Maybe you don't drink coffee and this is great for coffee. And if you're drinking tea, this is going to be way too small for you. You should not buy that. And, and it, it's all about this, right? Through getting to those nuances. The other element is, I think, um, the experience uh, in, in China, they have something called a super app, which is something that, uh, uh, depending on like, who you, you consider, Ellen is trying to build uh, through Twitter. But it's this notion like we have community where you can have everything. And, and we don't have super app in the US market. It's very much segmented. Uh, you know, like you have the e-com one way, you have social media another way, payment process is there. And so there's really no one place where everything gets together. Uh, even Amazon, for instance, Amazon is trying to get into that, that round, right? But they are chopping, but they are trying to get more inspiring through, through some of their program they're doing and everything. But Amazon is the place you go to shop. You, it's not the place you go to hang out and, and, and just watch a show and, and have good time or. You know, or scroll pictures or learn from your friends and all that. So at least not yet. And maybe they are going to get there. Um, so I think, um, that's one also the other reason why the, the Chinese market has been really more, um, predominant with that. So, you know, recapping is, uh, the consistency and, and, and the willingness to experiment. Super important. That's, that's really key. The second is really thinking about content and like making it about entertainment, about solving a problem. And then the third thing is like this notion of technology and facilitating, removing the friction. And then maybe there's just a, a, an additional caveat to, to that overall um, reason why it's, it's, um, it's also that in China, they're really thinking through the what's need for me in a very deep way. And every product they present, 
there's a reason why you should buy this product now and not tomorrow. And unfortunately, in the US market, if I'm presenting this cup, there's really like not only it's white and blue and it goes for coffee, but that's it. You know, like the, the, no one is really trying to push the boundary and saying, hey, by the way, if you buy this cup now, you get a picture of me or you get a, to speak to Jim or you, you actually, uh, at the number 10 that people buy, there is like a special, the special event, a special ticket that gets you to, to the moon or something. I mean, I'm exaggerating, but like, you have to create um, a, a reason. Like, you know, if you look at QVC, there's no product that is on QVC that don't have a what's in it for me, right? Right. And, and, and that's kind of fundamental. And so people are going to say, oh yeah, but it's not all about discount and it's about the value you provide and all that. Yes, it's true, but the live stream, you have an opportunity to engage with your users, to have a conversation in some way. And so what if, if you want to have that conversation, you have to motivate people to come in. And maybe you don't do everything at discount, but you should have like some really strong appealing product that have the what's need for me to excite your audience to show up and tune in and, and want to listen and engage with you. Absolutely. I love it. I love the value, value added piece that you're talking about. I think that's something that is absolutely lost right now because it's a lot of people showing up and a lot of people talking about stuff and talking about their lives and maybe chatting and engaging with people. But I think to your point, if you don't know why it, you know, what, what solution this provides for someone with that particular product and or are you entertaining them or are you giving them something else? Otherwise, they're gone and you just got lucky. You might have gotten their commission because they might have needed it at that point. I, Jim and I, when we first started doing deal casters, uh, Nicholas, we were, uh, we were thinking along the lines of when you walk into a place to buy something, you're there to buy. You, the, you didn't just, oh, uh, oops, I fell into a Best Buy and like I, I fell into the DVD section and I, I grabbed the Greatest Showman DVD. Like it doesn't happen like that. You know when you go in, especially now, everyone does tons of research if they're going to go into a store even online. Before you go into Amazon, they're watching other things. They're showing up. And then when they show up there and they're being entertained and someone is there actually showing them how it works and they're saying, and they're answering your questions while you're there. So we envisioned a, a place like, Hey, we're, let's just pretend we're the biggest tech, you know, solution people, geek squad, whatever in, on the planet. And we're going to talk about this stuff. We're not, you know, we're not knuckleheads. We know enough to be dangerous about this thing and, you know, demonstrate and talk. And while we're talking about a microphone, we're also saying, hey, you might want to treat your room a little bit. You know, you might want to talk across a mic instead of into it because it's going to destroy the diaphragm and the mic and you're going to like send people running for the hills and they're not going to really listen to what you're saying and what you're being able to provide to them. Sometimes we'll have a show. And we, did, we don't intend to sell anything. We're talking about stuff. And we're hoping, oh gosh, I hope Amazon doesn't shut down our live stream because we really didn't talk a lot about products during this thing. Yet, we'll look at our commission report and see that people actually bought stuff while we're doing it. And so we decided, you know, and I don't know, Nicholas, in your opinion, like when did things become, especially in the US, that whole sort of uh, what Ross Brand calls a pitch fest? Where it's like product here, product here, this is this, this is this, this is this. 
When did people think that they had to start doing that? And is it because they got that quick money maybe and quick attention for live selling? You know, I I don't know. I think people are trying to figure it out. And uh, when people are trying to figure it out, there's always come down to the cost, right? And and so, all right. Uh, I'm in this new era where I need to engage my customer through, you know, like a, a live stream now. And uh, I have to manage my cost as well. And so you have the technology and then you're telling me that I need to be consistent. You're telling me that it has to be, you know, across different places and all that. Uh, and not everyone has video production capability in-house and everything. And so what we're seeing is a lot of people, they say, oh, this is going to be the next great thing. Let me try out. And they come either unprepared um, or they they just for cost, they, they, they kind of don't talk strategy through it. And so mm. they just say, I, I, can, I can figure this out myself. And unfortunately, you know, when you think about live shopping, live selling altogether, video commerce, I'll say, you know, 20% is really the technology. So having the right technology, uh, thinking through where do you do your live and all that. But the rest is about, okay, how do you manage your live? Who is going to produce it? Who is going to be the talk show? How do you make it entertaining? All those elements that, you know, I, I often talk about the 4P and the H. Um, which is the price, the promotion, you know, the, the traditional, the, the place, um, and, and the age for the host. You have to think through all those things and then have a, 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 a you know, a roll up map and, and, and make sure that you follow those things. And, and I think it's, um, um, the, the problem that we're having is like people are thinking, oh, I, I can hire a creator for that. The problem is like not every creator are, are, are well suited for live streaming, right? And so that's one a challenge, right? Uh, live streaming is a very different beast than posting a picture on Instagram. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, it's uh, uh, so that's very important. And then the other thing is like, how do you engage your community? How do you drive that community? How do you make your show and your event something where people feel included? They feel it uh, and uh, listen to. They feel engaged, and and this is an art, and that's not something you you do overnight. And so, because of that, people tend to say, you know what, the, I'm going to be the host, and they just jump in, try one, two, three time, and then they they burn themselves because mm. it takes time and all that, and they feel they don't see the results. Um, so I really think, and, and a, the easy way when you're stressed out is like you your voice starts to distort, and then you you know your product, so you start just telling all the benefit about it, but you forget that in front of you, there's people and you yeah. don't see those people, but they are here, right? We know that Jeff is on the other side and hello, Jeff. What's up, uh, Jeff? And and now how do I bring Jeff in? You know, like just you did, you know, you bring his comment in and then you engage with him and all that. Um, but there's probably more than Jeff on the other side. And who are the other person? What is it? Why are they coming here? What do they want to know about this thing, right? And maybe asking that. them. And so, so that's, that's what we're missing today, I think. Yeah, it's the mindset of of content creators, podcasters, live streamers in general too, not just live sellers. And mm-hmm. I always talk about, you know, this this shows about you know live selling software, but I, you know, we're going to take all this content and it's going to live forever. It's going to live well not, as long as Elon Musk uh, and uh, Zuckerberg and all of the uh, all of the puppeteers allow it to remain on the platform. So I think about it from that standpoint too, as, as far as legacy is concerned. And so 
when you think about it like that, then you prepare yourself a little bit more. Then you become, you, you think about it a little more deeply and, and, and you give it more attention to detail and, and you say, okay, you know what? Even if nobody watched live, you know, or five people watched live or only Jeff C watched us today, you know, this content's going to live beyond me. I'm going to be six feet underground in another place. And this conversation is going to be somewhere that hopefully will impact someone uh, on down the line. So can we talk about eStreamly? Can we talk about how, like, I don't want like, to, this is getting like, this is getting like super deep. And I'm like, we got to talk about this guy's software, right? <laughs> right. Um, but um, I, I'm super intrigued about it because I'd, I'd like to know who it's for first. Yeah. And then, you know, without getting, like, I, we, we could get technical on this, but like, I think like a nine-year-old most of the time. So we can't get, you know, we can't start, you know, talking about binary codes and, and, and things like that. But I'd love to be able to, uh, to hear about, you know, who the software is for. Yeah, so, so the software is for, I'll say, the, the mid-sized brand. We, we're trying to build uh, a life-selling solution that has as many components that the technology can, can have to make really a, a comprehensive solution to create a channel, a life-selling channel, on your website. And that includes the video commerce piece, which is the shoppable video, the live streaming piece, the reminder to your audience, the data analytics about where that shopper is coming from, what the, the shopper is doing or the viewers doing on your live, um, all, all those elements. And then the simulcasting, like how do you distribute that content across different platforms and all that. So this is, this is what the, the, the software is for. Um, the very unique difference about Eastwimly for, you know, the people that are in this space and understand a little bit about what's going on is, uh, we've taken the very hard pass, uh, to have in video checkouts. And because we have in video checkouts, it means that that video becomes shoppable where it's seen as opposed to changing you and pushing you to a different experience. So if you have, if you take your video and you have a deal, a deal with the Wall Street Journal and you put your video there, that video becomes shoppable there. If you put it on social media, that becomes social, uh, shoppable on social media. If you have your video and, and you put it, um, I don't know, on, on your, on your mom blog, whatever, that video becomes shoppable on your mom blog. And the way we have built the technology is we are an extension of your e-commerce. So you're still in, uh, used all the data is still yours. Um, the payment is still yours. The product information are yours. So we, we're just really trying to, um, give you an opportunity for your video to become micro e-commerce websites all across. And so the more content you produce, the more e-commerce website you have. And that's how we think about this. Um, it's a very hard path that we've taken because it's, it's kind of complex. But, uh, today we are integrated with the Shopify, the e-commerce, the WooCommerce. We're working on Magento right now and commerce, uh, commerce cloud. So those, those are platforms that if people are on there, they will easily, uh, they can easily onboard with us and then they can start extending themselves through videos and make them shoppable. Um, so that's, that's the, the primary purpose. Now, I will say that, um, there are, um, you know, streamers that are already well advanced in their streaming, uh, uh, mindset. Uh, and, and they already have an e-com and they, they already do a bunch of things and they, they use our technology as well. So. But our primary target is really more for mid-sized brands that, you know, want to expand themselves and, and explore the video, uh, the video strategy and, and, and get there. 
And and right now, Nico, is this more is the video vertical video at this point? Is it can you do horizontal? Is that is that maybe on the roadmap? Because I know you know there's kind of pros and cons to both and and user experience. Um, and then and then I guess another question I would think too, and this is one of, this kind of goes back to live solving because I've been a big proponent when I meet with businesses that aren't using video at all. Which and folks, if you didn't know, there's there's a lot of companies not using video at all. But I could even right. see where this could be used for service businesses. Mm-hmm. They could sell their service in a sense live by explaining it, and like you could order a um, you know a, a, a free consultation or you know book book a service by you know maybe talking about this stuff live. Is that something you're exploring at all? Yeah. So so it's a good question. So um, first on the question of vertical versus uh, or portrait versus uh, you know vertical mode uh, uh, horizontal mode. So what what we're seeing is that seventy percent of the people are coming from their mobile on the video, right? So uh, mm-hmm. you know horizontal is is a great format. You know that's a YouTube format, that's the LinkedIn format, and 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 all that. But the reality is. Most people that will come to your show will engage from their phone. And so you really want to think about how do you make this uh, suitable for your phone. So we support both uh, vertical and horizontal. But if you have to ask me, I will always tell you go vertical uh, because that's what people, that's what people engage first with. Uh, so it's not as pretty when, you know, you're vertical and, and you're coming from, you know, a, a, a no resource background, like, you know, LinkedIn or anything. You have those black bar. Um, I mean, there are solutions. There are people that are doing some really cool stuff on that side. We, we don't do that yet, but, um, but really, uh, you know, vertical is, is, is something that we always are a big proponent of. Now, as it relates to the second question and, um, which is, uh, oh yes, the services. So, at the moment, uh, we we personally, I mean, like we we don't have much request for for services. We had folks that have asked us like to add a calendar, to add like a lead, lead gen form. Um, we even have a, a client that asked us like to have a button where the, you know when you click on it, they can ring directly their either their their their, um, their phone. They have like a twenty four seven phone a phone line. Uh, it's for the medical space. So those things are, are doable, but it's not really the, the primary uh, use case right now. You know, we we are serving mostly uh, the beauty and industry as well as the food industry. Interestingly, mm-hmm. um, and 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 the food, I think you know, food is something that I think is really interesting because there's so much content you can do with food that is exciting, right? Like, who oh, yeah. doesn't like to hear about a good recipe? Everybody eats, right? Everybody eats, right? <laughs> or like a cooking show or things like that. And and those are relatively easy to, you know, to, to do, right? Like yeah. put a camera on and then you start cooking. There you go. And 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 people will stick to that because they love it, you know? And mm. especially if you have like a good audio and then you start to hear the the grilling and, and all those things makes for a really fun uh, experience. So you know, um, as as you're talking about this, and you talk, and I and I am in, very interested in the whole shoppable aspect and how that's ported over to uh, multiple sites because that just that's got my um, if you can see smoke coming out of my ears right now, it's that's me thinking about how to apply this. But I think you know we say this all the time to content creators, Jeff C uh, being being one of them. 
And he's a proponent of this on his show. He does a show called Social Media News Live, uh, which apparently is changing uh, its name. But you know, the, the guests that he has on that show, the guests that we have on, on Dealcasters, we talk about taking your content and making sure it's off of rented land. It's okay. off of it, it, you know, like it, of course you got to be on YouTube and you got to be, you know, like Jeff is, on, you know, the, the Pinterest, uh, you know, guy. And we're obviously on Amazon, right? But there's a lot of rules and regulations that, you know, we, there's certain things we can't do because if we do them, then we get booted and you don't, you don't get to come back unless you hire like a six figure lawyer. And, you know, so this sounds to me like something like if you are, if you're looking to not just, you know, live sell, but, you know, protect your brand and protect mm -hmm. yourself with, you know, land that you can control. Uh, I think this, this feels a lot like that. Am I, am I off there? Uh, absolutely. You know, uh, we're, you know, if you think about the live, live shopping space, I, I'll, I'll always consider like there's really three buckets. There's the social media space where, you know, you, you go, you do your live on social media. You have the marketplace space, which is, you know, probably much like 50% of all the live shopping is done on marketplace, the Amazon, the whatnot and all that. And then you have your on your website. It's a small chunk. But the reality is like you have control over one, your audience and your destiny as well, because no one can shut you down on, on your website. Now, it's not because it's on your website that it has to be completely ignored from the rest. You can still, if you have good technology, you can still leverage, you know, like, like you're doing today, right? With, with the, uh, with the, the software that you're using, right? You could, you could take that, put it on your website for an embed, maybe. If they offer that and then uh, be on Facebook and, 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 and LinkedIn and, and those different places. Right. But what we're offering on our side is like we were doing that simulcasting element, but we also adding the shopping uh, element to it. And uh, so for the, for the shopper, it's, it's, it's one click to get there and continue engaging with you and, and, and have this ability to shop without saving the experience where they're in, which is very important for us. Um, we can't do it in every platform. You know, we have to obey by the rules of every platform. So for instance, for TikTok, we can't do that. Uh, but we can really easily do it from Insta, Facebook, YouTube right now. Uh, we're exploring the Twitch and some other places. Uh, but more importantly is like also is like distribution is, is a big thing. So how, how can we distribute the content differently and using existing channel that already exists to, to do that? But if you are a creator today and you have like we were working some creators that are on TikTok and are, they're really doing well on TikTok, but they are all starting thinking about how do I transfer some of that audience off platform? Not, not saying it a lot, obviously, but just saying like, how can I do that in a way where TikTok will still be my primary source of income, but my super fan, they will come there and I will have more control because if tomorrow TikTok decide that yeah, you know, I say something that then like, oh, the government say, you know what, TikTok is no longer a US thing. And now what do I do? Right. All those things can happen. And, you know, we all have heard countless story of folks that have lost their YouTube handle, lost their Facebook handle. And then, you know, even like hundred million companies, you know, going bankrupt almost in a, in a matter of three months because they couldn't access their, their handles anymore. So the reality is this is an opportunity for you to take some of your core fan and then have them engaging in a different experience where they can still get what they will be getting, but maybe differently. Uh, and, and our idea is not to say, transfer all your audience, continue what you're doing, but uh, leverage that, uh, that, that technology to build slowly and incrementally your own experience 
and maybe offer, you know, why not offering some specials to your community there that yeah. you will not offer to, to Amazon. So to create that sense of community and engagement, um, there's really a lot of opportunity there. Um, and, and building an on-ground lens, I mean, like, this is so important. And, and I think every creators that are real creators in this space understand that. And I think they are all trying to get to that point. I think when you get that level of maturity, it's super important because it's your business, it's you. Uh, so how do you protect yourself? It's a, it's a risk management. Yeah, I think that's so important. And, and, you know, we've had some, some talks, Nico, about some things we may try to do together. But I think too, so when you're not on one of these big boxes, right, you're doing it yourself. Um, what do you see as some of the challenges, like say for maybe a small, medium sized business that's first getting into it? Cause I mean, I guess, you know, we've seen like say Shark Tank where all of a sudden, you know, oh my gosh, my website is overwhelmed. I mean, I, I'm sure that'd be a a good problem to have, but how do you kind of recommend to these people when they're starting? Like, like how do I get people to my website to watch yeah. this live show? Yeah. So, um, and that's where it come to be. Uh, you know, going back to what we were saying at the beginning, like you have to be entertaining, you have to be patient, you have to be consistent, and you have to create a what's need for me. Why people are not tuning in on your show, right? Because someone that is not fan of you or, or your show or anything. The likelihood for them to turn to your website to see what you're doing there is even lower than, you know, on, on social platform because they're already there and like they're just scrolling up and down. Um, so, so the reality is, um, when you do it on your, sh- on, on your website, it's, it's about like the preparation, right? There's mm. no, there's really no thing that's going to come out of like just doing a show and they, Hey, I'm here. Are you there? Hello. Is anyone <laughs> behind? Like Jeff, right. are you still there? Oh, <laughs> Jeff. Oh, are you there? That's, that's hard, right? This is like, this is very unlikely to work. Um, so it's sort of about like, what, what, what do I do to tell you that I would be there? Like the preparation and there are like, there's a really awesome book. It's called The Launch. Um, and I can't remember the, the, the author and I can share that on the notes later. Um, but, um, this person explained like how he built his email and, and to lead to a launch of a product. And he's having this three week time frame. And that's, that's a really good way of thinking about how do you start your show. It's like creating this momentum, telling the story about why you're doing this and all that. And then be consistent and say, Hey, I'll be there next Tuesday. Come, come tune in on Tuesday and then make it a, Oh, Jeff is here. Awesome. Uh, so, so it's, it's all about creating this expectation for the shopper. Uh, I, I will, I will finish with this is that think about avatar, right? How much money did the avatar production spend to get you to go to the movie theater? Probably a lot of money, right? Now, think about your favorite TV show. You were talking about Shark Tank. How much money do they spend for you to watch Shark Tank? Pretty much nothing. Because why? You just know it's here at that day that you watch it. That's it. You know, and, and if, if, if it's not here, you just go to social on your Shark Tank handle and then you will see a short clip of it, of what you missed. And so, this is this is a different mindset, you all. The, the channel versus the one-time thing. And when you start thinking channel, mm. that's when the power starts. And then you can you can really engage your community that way. I love that. I love the fact that um, you could still, you know, you're 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 preaching uh, to the choir, even though we don't always do it. It's sort of like uh, you know, we all know that in order to get more fit, we should go exercise more and and eat better. Yet we still we still don't do it. And as content creators, 
we preach that we should work off the rented land and do things on land that you own, yet we don't do it as much, right? We don't, we don't work on our email. Uh, we don't work on our, uh, the stuff that we know that we own because it's a long game. And, and it takes consistency and it takes, it, it's hard work. All this stuff is, hard is hard work and it costs yeah. money to do, right? But I think what I love about what you guys are doing at Extremely is like the, that value added piece. Again, there's smoke coming out of my ears, I'm sure right now. But the value added piece for me is key because you can still go live on YouTube. You can still go live on Amazon. You could still go live in all of these places. And at some point you can carrot them over to your site where you're doing something extra special for those people that are going there, right? And whether it's an after party or it's, it's something that is saying, you know, hey, we've got something special. This is an event. All of a sudden it becomes, you, you're giving them a reason. You're giving them some value. You're giving them not just the information, not just entertainment, whatever you're providing as a part of your show. You're actually giving them a reason to come and watch you uh, more. And I love, I love that, that whole aspect. And again, there, there's smoke coming out of the back of my head, I'm sure at this point, uh, but uh, that's good stuff. Yeah. Now this is, this has been amazing. And so folks, if you want to find out more about eStreamly, uh, I've got the, uh, the, at the bottom of the screen here, go to eStreamly.com. And, uh, you know, if you want to follow, uh, you know, Nicholas, you know, he's on, he's on LinkedIn. He's also got a, a community. Uh, Chris got to make sure to invite you to the, uh, the circle community where he's got all kinds of great information sharing with, uh, other there better be value there. There, there's oh. lots of value. There's there's a there's a podcast episode <laughs> link in there of a, a really good. Oh interview. yeah, I heard yeah. some guy was on that podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, and 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 you know, and here's the nice thing, Chris, is we can all get together for uh, for coffee here in uh, here in the area and and, and have a great cup more. There we go. We should yeah. all be in the same room and do a show. Yeah, oh, that, would be, that that would be fun. We could we should do that definitely. We should do uh, uh maybe you should come on the the live ecom podcast and. Let's do we it. Do, we do a, another show where we talk about, you know, all those topics again. I think there's tons of things going on there. So it'd be cool. That way, when I go live, I'll actually have to wear pants. So that's good. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been, this has been amazing. Uh, Nico, thank you so much for, for joining us. I, I know we could probably talk, uh, talk all day, but, uh, you know, we know Jeff has to get to work and, and oh, maybe yeah. Jeff, you, you should probably have Nico on your show because, you know, he's got yeah. some, uh, some really great information, I think, for the people that are there, because I think you hit on it earlier. Those that are going to succeed are going to need to learn how to create better content, right? Or bring people that understand their product enough to create that content that brings value. Not, it's not, you know, Chris and I have never been the QVC HSN guys. And, and I don't think that, that you see, uh, that as the, the way to success either. So, uh, Great, great stuff. Uh, thanks so much. Any any final thoughts, uh, Chris or Nico? Nico, I'll let you. I'll let you have the last word, my friend. So la last word. So um, just no, it's been amazing. I think uh, uh, I, there's this this uh, this lady that uh, is uh, from Poditize, and you know the way she she phrased it all the time. She said, "Don't sell, give." Uh, I love that that uh, that notion, and so I'll I'll, I'll say there. Awesome. 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 Thank you. And uh, thank you to uh, Randy, the intern, for joining us today. I hope uh, you, you were soaking this all in and we're going to expect to see notes uh, afterwards. Just kidding. <laughs> Take care. <laughs> He's everyone. not kidding, Randy. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Dealcasters. Congratulations. You've taken another step forward in your content creation journey. 
please don't forget to hit the subscribe or follow button here in your favorite podcast player so you can be reminded every time we drop an episode. We love hearing from our listeners and viewers. And if you're wanting to watch our shows live on Amazon, feel free to follow Dealcasters Live as well at dealcasters.live. Follow us on Twitter or subscribe to our YouTube channel where we also included added content that you cannot find anywhere else. If you have questions about this episode or have something you want us to review, you can also email us at dealcasters at dealcasters.live. Thanks again for listening. And you know the deal. Don't fear the gear.